Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. Back at it, and let me just tell you, before I introduce this guest, again, y'all really just, I'm glad that I'm getting in all my gay shit now in July, because as I said in the episode with Boomptionary, I didn't need Pride Month to just solidify that this is a queer black podcast. Y'all get that 24-7, 365 but the fact that I just ironically booked two queer people back to back for y'all is just, you got to love the, the month of July. July could be the next Pride Month. I'm just saying, I feel like there is so much more events going on this month than last month. Hopefully there's no more fuckery with that. With that said, I am excited to bring my guest on. First of all, I've made an appearance on their show, Alphabet Radio. Go check it out. And you can find them on TikTok at Cafe3G or Cafe underscore 3G on Instagram. I'm talking about the one and only Greg Aronica. <laughs> Beautiful intro. Thank you so much. Oh, I feel so welcome. Oh, Thank but you. it doesn't just stop there. You're welcome, babe. But seriously greg you've been in the radio scene in the bay area since 2005 and you've worked as an educator on-air personality voice actor um, production director for broadcasting advertising country you've just done it all which is great but more importantly you just recently came out as bisexual during i guess you know during the the time of chaos 2020 Mm -hmm, yeah during the global pepperoni, while we were going through all of that, I did some soul searching, and I realized I was bisexual. Um, it was it was a long time coming, honestly. So I have had crushes on men. I've had crushes on women. I've had crushes on people that I now know are non-binary. Uh, pretty much my entire life, and when I was a little kid, I was just like, oh well, you know, I had so much internalized homophobia as we all do Mm -hmm. and i didn't recognize that side of me and i didn't want to recognize that side of me and even when i was crushing on some of the boys that were picking on me through school calling me the f slur and Mm. all of that lovely stuff i internalized a lot of that pain and i internalized a lot of that ingrained homophobia and it took me a long time to unpack it Um, It took me actually like not only having a boyfriend. Okay. It was like three weeks, but I had a boyfriend uh, (laughs) after my marriage fell apart. And then, yeah. And then uh, I, you know, I moved back to California after a couple of years in Michigan and for terrible reasons. Mm. And then um, I, I met someone who has been so supportive of me in so so many ways and uh she's my current partner um and i remember that i was this is going to be the most nerdy thing you're going to hear so i was playing a video game and uh i was playing the game dragon age inquisition and i realized while i was playing it that the character that i was really crushing on and the character that i really wanted to romance and if you don't know anything about dragon age they are fantasy games where romance is an integral part of the plots and like an integral part of the player experience is you get to meet a bunch of different types of characters you can romance a bunch of different types of characters and what's great about dragon age is they were some of the most pivotal games in the triple a gaming space with queer representation and i've been fans of this series for a long time without without interrogating this within me and it wasn't until i met the character dorian pavas 
in Dragon Age Inquisition that I was like, I legitimately am feeling feelings for this character. <laughs> I think I'm I'm almost positive I'm not straight. And then I was like, no, I'm definitely not straight. What am I? And so I started doing the Google searching. Because wow. you know, this is what you do when you when you when yes. you're not sure and in the 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 new the the uh, the modern age that we live in the first thing that you do is you go online and you're like okay what what if i like boys what if i like girls to the googles to the googles what if i like people who are neither and then you're like oh look at this this definition here it says <laughs> attraction to one's gender and attraction to other genders um hey that kind of fits me to a t <laughs> and so I, I i went to my partner and i said i think I think I'm bisexual. And she was like, hell yeah, you are. <laughs> it's funny how and that works, right? It's funny how that works yeah. in relationships because yeah. I feel like one personally, thank you first and foremost for being my guest this week on such a hard hitting topic because I have talked about this before. I did do an episode a couple years ago that I called <laughs> This guy is gay or he, this guy likes nipple play. So he must be gay. And I was so, so convinced. I was like, there's no way that this man who claims to be bisexual is bisexual. This man is gay and just in the closet. And, you know, to my ignorance, he was really, you know, bisexual, but he was definitely more on the leaning spectrum of being gay. And I feel like, you know, with the right partner, with the right understanding, with proper patience and understanding and not just making it a fuck buddy situation. Yeah, I would have understood that I had an ally in a in a fuck buddy, you know, but we all have gone through our our own self-discovery with bisexuality. We've gone through our own biasness of what does bisexuality umbrella? You know, what is under that whole spectrum? So I'm glad that you are able to live in your own truth now and we're able to kind of connect the dots through, ironically, video games, because it is crazy how that works. It's it's like once you see yourself represented and to be clear, Dorian Pavis in the game is a gay man mm -hmm. and was written by a gay man. And his entire story is about coming to terms with his own sexuality in the face of friction from his family. I'm extremely privileged in that my family accepted me. Um, like immediately they were like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. My mom was like, I think the one thing that she told me was, I, I really wish you would have told me before you posted online. But aside from that, <laughs> like, yeah, you're my son. I love you. You know, and it was, it was great. I love um, that. I, it was, it was bisexual awareness day and I posted about it. And I remember thinking at the time, like, I just want to get this out there. Mm -hmm. I just want to get it done. I want to get it done. And at the time I was thinking coming out as a one-time thing. So I, I posted about it and that was it. And I said, that's it. Wiping my hands of it and stepping away. And then people started reaching out to me. Uh, people that I've known for many, many years saying, Hey, thank you. Thank you for this. Your coming out is helping me understand my own self and my own sexuality and my own identity people that are still in the closet and i remember thinking at the time like holy shit this is what representation does absolutely and yet there's still a bi erasure if you will in yeah, this community yeah. it's like pride month has already came and gone and already i'm already seeing the wiping away of gay social media content you know from certain people and it's like Thanks for showing your allyship for one month, but there's still six, you know, there's still five months left of the year. Magically, rainbows just start disappearing. Right. I, I'm on still July 1st. Right. It's like, okay, I shout out all the rainbows in June. <laughs> Boom. We're back to straightness. We're back to our regular programming of not celebrating, you know, history. And yet, like I said, there are pride events that are still going on. Right now, I'm missing, sadly, Black Pride this weekend in Los Angeles. It's the second annual Black Pride and, you know, the reasons of the grind. But again, as I've said, it, I believe I said it on your platform. You know, we don't have to have Pride Month as an excuse to celebrate being part of the LGBTQ, you know, IA community. Forgot my T's. But y'all know what I mean. Like, we don't have to celebrate 
being a part of the alphabet community for one month. Exactly. It's it's like our identities don't disappear mm-hmm. magically. Mm-hmm. On uh, the, you know we're not we're not dormant. We we're not like you know uh, we're not bears. Well, some of us are bears, but some. <laughs> But like we're not, we don't go into hibernation, no. you know, for eleven months out of the year and then magically blossom in July or in June. Um, I mean, you know, some of us are uh, are a lot more open in June, obviously, as you know, that's that's fine. But a lot of our queerness or all of our queerness doesn't go away magically. We're still here. We're still queer. Get fucking used to it. That we're. Like I I I I don't know how to make that any more clear. And I you know companies. I don't, maybe I'm alone, I don't think I'm alone in this, that I think seeing rainbows and rainbow capitalism, it doesn't bother me too much because the way I see it is the more representation and the more public acceptance we see, the more likely it is that other people are going to feel comfortable coming out and comfortable being their true authentic selves. Um, It sucks ass when you see all of a sudden july 1st you know they they wipe away all the rainbows Mm -hmm. and that all goes away um but it's a common thing and i get it what i don't like is companies that will support us and then magically the second they get any kind of pushback target uh they just wipe away all of the the queerness and say look we don't want to offend any bigots so we we we're just gonna to put it away bud light like it's (laughs) It's frustrating to see that. And I know that our relationship with corporations is extremely tenuous as it is. So, but the representation is the most important part of that. Seeing, you know, walking into a store, a big box store, Target, Walmart, whatever, and seeing a shirt that has uh, a bisexual flag on it Mm -hmm. is a powerful fucking thing. It's a powerful thing and it's a powerful message to the LGBTQ plus community that like, hey, yeah, we're a big company that screws our employees on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, we're, we're, yeah, it's, it's capitalism. Deal with it. But you're at least represented here. And you can, you can get what you need here. And our employees aren't going to look down at you for that. When years ago, that wasn't the case. Exactly. You and, and, and buy your things in, a, in secret because you weren't allowed to. Um, I think my biggest pet so. peeve, though, you know, when you think about it, is that a lot of the times, and still to this day, bisexuality is not 100% accepted even in the community. You exactly. Know? That too. Yes. I was literally, yes. we were literally talking about this in the previous episode with my girl, Jay Marie, part of Boopchinary. And you know, we were talking about lesbianism and, and sapphic love and talking about how, you know, just because you see a self-proclaimed lesbian out on the street with the man, you know, in a monogamous or polyamorous or whatever your kind of relationship doesn't mean you disregard her lesbianism. You know, people do this all the time to me because they're like, for someone who claims to be bisexual, why is it always you and the sir? And once in a while, you and your girlfriend, first of all, As I said in the last one, I'm not embarrassed by my girlfriend. My girlfriend is a boss bitch. She's working. Okay? And she's listening to this episode right now. I guarantee you she is snapping her fingers. My girl works in pharma. She is a fucking scientist. She is doing boss lady things. So when I get to see her, honey, I'm not going to post it all on the gram. I'm going to take the time that I have with my lady And I don't have to share her with the world. I don't need to open up the floodgates to your fuck boy or fuck antic behaviors because you want to get in with us. It don't work that way. So maybe I'm protecting my partners and knowing that, yes, they can hold their own, but also it's just not, I don't need to explain my sexuality. I don't need to explain who's in my bed. And because I do flip flop and say I'm queer one day, I'm bisexual. I'm one thing I will not say is that I'm straight because I'm certainly not. I barely walk straight in life. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> look, we don't even sit straight. No, so. <laughs> I, I'm not even sitting straight right now. Listen, I got legs hanging over, thighs for days, booties for days. Like, listen, I'm not even sitting up tall and straight. So 
I just, I need people to understand, like, bisexuality comes in all forms, okay? Um, one of the studies that I found in 2014, it said that people consider bi men to be more confused, more untrustworthy, less inclined towards monogamy, not able to be um, able to maintain a long-term relationship, and the list goes on and on. Greg, what's the longest relationship you have had as a bi man? Uh, going on, uh, the, the one that I'm currently in, which is, uh, going on, uh, six and a half years. So I love that. Now, are you, are you monogamous, open? Very what, much so. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and I think that a lot of people, when they think of, uh, bisexuality as kind of like, uh, uh, as like a concept, they see, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you're, you're attracted to everyone. You're attracted to men. You're attracted to women. You're attracted to non-binary people. Great. Well, you must be a non-practicing bisexual because you're in a relationship with a woman. And I just got to scream about that because I'm attracted to women. Like that's, that's part of my attractions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, yeah, I'm still attracted. I, I don't have to be in a relationship with both a man and a woman and a non-binary person just to be fulfilled as a sexual being and as, as a human bisexual, you know? And it's a common misconception that we need to be also polyamorous there's nothing wrong with being fucking polyamorous there's nothing wrong with with having multiple partners you just like but but there are those of us who are bisexual who are also monogamous Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we exist we're around this is the the joke i like to uh, uh that i see all the time about this is like bisexual women are always uh lusted after by straight men always Mm -hmm. Um, and bisexual men are only seen as gay or are only seen as or are just not seen whatsoever so you have invisibility on one side and fetishization on the other without taking into account that like our identities exist outside of other people's perception of it I'm attracted to men, I'm attracted to women, I'm attracted to non-binary people, so fucking get used to it. I'm in a monogamous relationship. I don't need everyone else. <laughs> I'm glad you said I don't said, need anyone else. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you said that because again, like as I said, I own up to my mistakes that I've ever said about by men and continuously have, you know, apologized for it. I'm glad that I've never been like canceled or, you know, people are like, fuck Sapphire Zero Play, she doesn't accept by men. No, I accept by anything i accept all different people i just feel that at an age that i was at i believe i was like 26 27 young dumb and i was only thinking about the next motherfucker who was coming over to fuck the pussy like i didn't give a fuck like i'm sorry but like we can all yeah, learn know, from all our ignorance we evolve as individuals exactly we, we- you know, coming out isn't a one-time thing. I thought it was, but the more I interrogate my own identity and the more I interrogate my own uh, 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 sense of self, the more I start realizing just how much coming out is a constant process. You are constantly interrogating yourself. You should be constantly interrogating your identity and constantly thinking about how you interpret your identity and how you want to present to the world because gender is a performance and sexuality is what you feel so those are two separate concepts i can't that we need to divorce and that we need to uh uh, to break apart and once you realize that sexuality exists outside of cis men that most people like to focus on because mm-hmm. everything centers on six on cis men so for bisexual women it's oh well they're attracted to men and they're attracted to women too guys uh for bisexual or and for bisexual men it's well they're basically gay and it's like no we have we contain multitudes within us and it's all about like, and, and seeing that representation on the screen is very difficult to see. Oh, I was just it's, about to. Like, we don't get that. Yeah, yes. we don't get the, the 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 representation on screen. We don't really get the representation in video games or in, you know, TV shows, movies, on the radio. We don't mm. get that, you know? I'm glad that you mentioned that because I've definitely noticed that every time that there is a bisexual man, like male character, or even just you know, androgynous bisexual character. It's always feminine. 
making them more gay than they already are. Then they just happen to be in a relationship with a woman, but they're still going to go and revert back to the man. And I'm like, well, that's doing a disservice if you're making the bisexual woman in, you know, films, television, what have you as the promiscuous vixen and you're having the bi man or the, you know, male presenting bisexual as confused. What does that say about the representation there? Furthermore, a new study in at the Williams Institute here in UCLA in Los Angeles, um, they show that cisgendered bisexual employees are less likely to be open about their sexual orientation at work than a cisgender gay and lesbian employee. They said only about a third, so that's 36% from this study, of cisgender bisexual employees were out to their supervisors compared to their three quarters, 75%. That's a very big jump. 75% of cisgender gay men and lesbians. Where's the disconnect of that? Now you spilt some tea to me. And this is at your full discretion. If you Mm -hmm. want to share this. Because I definitely had made a point of it. Shout out to All Access. Um, I did do a recent interview about being queer and you know the representation that we lack in the radio industry and you and i greg we come from radio we're queer Mm -hmm. voices in radio but you had told me that an employer didn't like so much the fact that you were openly bisexual yeah i'd been told that uh well so a little backing up a little bit i was they they did say that it was okay at first and i was uh, I was allowed to, and I talked about my experience on the air. And at the time, my manager told me, this is how my manager at the time was a gay man. And so he understood that the importance of representation, the importance of, you know, presenting yourself in a certain way. And so I, when I came out, uh, IRL, I also came out on the air mm. and I talked about my experiences. I talked about how I felt about it, how it did and didn't change who I was as a person. And I just kind of kept that as a part of my show where I would talk, not necessarily, you know, I wouldn't always come out, you know, and say, Hey, I'm bisexual. Let's have a, (laughs) let's have a conversation. But like, you know, when we're having conversations about like queer uh, performers, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about Halsey, Demi Lovato, I worked on a pop station. So we played these artists constantly. And these two artists are very openly bisexual. Now they're also non-binary and I am a cis man, but at the same time I could say, like I see representation here with these two bisexual people and they're amazing. And I love their music. And I would come out of, you know, Halsey and I'd say my bicon Halsey, you know, on, on such and such radio station. But you know, and, and that was like little things. And I had gone to events where I would meet some listeners who would come up to me and say, hey, I'm so glad you talk about being queer on the air. I discovered that I am queer, too, Mm. in the last couple of months. And I got to tell you, it's like the greatest goddamn thing in the world when you realize that you have connected with somebody on such a deep, emotional and fundamental level with their identity. Um, when my boss was let go, I was, you know, they brought somebody else in who didn't really know the market and who told me, you know, you got to tone this down. And I was so frustrated with that because like seeing the impact that you have on people and then having that ripped away is so heartbreaking, Mm. you know, and that, you know, and then I was let go, uh, like a year later and it was like, okay, you know, reduction in force, whatever, you know, radio, radio going to do what radio going to do. Right. But at the same time, like now I'm, I'm, what I've been doing on the side, uh, is I, well, I haven't been able to find a full-time job in radio, but what I've been doing on the side is I've been teaching a radio course at a local college here and I have queer students and I have gone up in front of my classroom wearing a bisexual pin And I've had students come up to me and say, hey, I'm glad I'm represented here. And it takes a lot for me to be like, look, the radio industry fucking sucks. It's terrible for representation. You're probably going to find managers that don't believe that you are who you are, that aren't going to believe in you. 
But the most important thing is that you've got to own your identity and you've got to wear it either. You don't even have to wear it on your sleeve, but own your identity and don't let yourself be compromised for your career. And it's a hard thing to tell people to jump into the wolf's den <laughs> dressed in a meat dress, you know? <laughs> oh my God. No, seriously. That, first of all, I'm glad that you were able to share your story on that because I feel like there are a lot of people out there, even though that there are laws changing about, you know, what people do outside of their work force shouldn't necessarily reflect why they're being fired. But you and I yeah. both know the discrimination, especially being a radio figure, is worse. Radio I, is so bad with discrimination. Holy shit. Like, I mean, just thinking about just thinking about your story, you know, you you as a queer black woman and all of the shit that you've had to go through. It's so infuriating to me. But it pisses me off the most because, again, it's like you have your gay representation in radio always played up. The more flamboyant, the better. Yeah. I don't find you flamboyant at all. It just so happens that you're bisexual and you may talk about a man one day and you may talk about a female the another, you know, the next day and a transgender and a non-binary. Who the fuck cares? But exactly. you're you're connecting to a whole different audience. And I feel even in outside the radio realm, the dating pool should suggest that too. When I see on like Tinder and you know field and bumble and all that and literally there are women just writing in the caption down for bisexuality as long as you're not a man what the fuck does that say what like that's i see this all the time no, okay i only see this online i've never experienced that level of biphobia in person thank god same you know I got to tell you, the, the queer community in San Jose is fucking incredible. All of the people that I have met, I've met amazing human beings that are gay, that are non-binary, that are uh, bisexual, that are lesbian. They're all, and trans, like, they're all amazing. Yes. Uh, so I've never experienced this in real life. But man, online, the shit that you get just for having a bisexual flag in a video that you post. I delete so many comments on TikTok. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, yeah. It makes no sense to me because I'm just like, you would never, you would never walk up to Greg if he's wearing his beautiful bisexuality hat that he's worn in pictures on Instagram or if he's wearing his gay, you know, watch band. You wouldn't go up to him and be like, nah, bro, nah, you can't do that here. You would, you just wouldn't, but you feel comfortable behind the screen to dictate who somebody should have in bed. What does that say about the, the society that we live in where it's cool to be bi as long as you're a chick? It's cool to be trans as long as you're a chick. Well, heaven forbid we got trans men and trans women just walking around freely. We're still calling them and misgendering them the wrong way. Now, you mentioned Demi Lovato. I got a bone to pick with, with her. Cause so I there's there's a lot about Demi that is frustrating, but I feel that a lot of that comes and we should totally have this conversation because yes. I, I personally really, really love them. And I realize that a lot of what they've gone through is extremely traumatic and they've never they've never been one of those people that says the right thing. No, they always say the wrong shit always. And it's like, I get it. I love their music. Uh but let's let's talk about this because there was a big news article that came out uh, in June. I think it was like early June where they said, look, I'm OK with people using she her pronouns for me because I'm tired of correcting people. And what that told me as I read, like all of the headlines said Demi Lovato prefers, you know, is done with they them wants she her. Right. Which isn't the point of the article. The point of the article is that they are tired of correcting people mm -hmm. with their correct pronouns. So they still go by they, them. But if people refer to Demi as she, her, they're not going to be upset. Which I, kind of which I just did. But also at it's, the same no, time. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, yeah. No, <laughs> what I was going to say is just also, I, I have seen now a trend with Demi. Because, again, I think their story is powerful. I think Demi, in their own right, is someone, you know, who the media can be a little bit too harsh to. But also at the same time, I'm like, we need to stop banking on the fact that Demi Lovato is this all around queer icon. Because right. personally yes. for me, the thing in the pattern I've been seeing is that sexual identity 
has only been a thing to them during Pride Month. I have only seen the major announcements with them literally during June. It is not any other day. It is not every other you know month of the year. It has always been around June. And that's where I have my little kind of off-putting to celebrities when I see them feeling the need to come out in the month of June. Because what does that set as an example for folks like you and I who came out, yeah, sure, National Bi Visibility Day, that's acceptable. That's in November, you know, despite what claims say, people like to say that it's in, in June as well. No, that is in November. What that also said is, what does it say for the people who are just living normal lives and they feel like they have to come out during Pride? You should be able to come out anytime you want. But also, if you're supposed to be this leader, as celebrities as we like to uphold them as, I don't think they are doing a genuine service for the non-binary folks out there when they want to flip the script because they're tired of correcting people. If I had a dollar for every time I had to correct somebody, but I'm going to tell them <laughs> it's acceptable for them to call me the N-word, honey, I'd have no fucking job. Oh, my God. That, too. Holy shit. <laughs> so then bringing it back to bisexuality, you as a man should be able to say I'm bisexual and, you, you, you know, the girl or guy who's interested, they have the prerogative to say no, but they don't have the prerogative to say well, that's just not normal. I can't do that. What can't you do? What is so intimidating that someone likes a little bit of both, but is genuinely saying, I'm interested in you. This is just so happens to be another half of me. Mm -hmm. Who hurts you? Are you finding it hard to communicate to your partner of what you want and need? Maybe you're sick of the old flick my bean routine. Well, that's where exoafterglow.com can help you. Using my code SAPPHIRE for seven days free, Afterglow is the next best thing when it comes to erotic content. Not only do you get curated videos specialized in what you need, I'm talking videos, tutorials, even BTS. Yes, behind the scenes and interviews, from your favorite performers and directors. Afterglow goes above and beyond when it comes to erotica and porn. It actually destigmatizes the word porn. Just enhance your pleasure. Look no further than exoafterglow.com. Again, seven days free using my code Sapphire. And trust me, it's not just for one-on-one -on -one time. Send it to your partner, send it to your friends. So what are you waiting for? Visit exoafterglow.com. Enhance your pleasure, one orgasm at a time. Now back to the show. I think actually, so um, you brought up something that is really fascinating to me, and it's the way in which the media treats different, the different genders versus, uh, with, when it comes to their sexuality. Um, so Demi is a great example of someone who does not get a lot of good press ever. Mm -hmm. uh, every little thing that they do that is considered or that could be objectionable. And look, to be fair, there've been a lot of things that they've done that are objectionable. It gets printed. Um, I, I often think about the way that the media handles Demi Lovato versus somebody like Neil Patrick Harris. Mm. Now, Neil Patrick Harris, I, I love, I love his acting. He's been great in a lot of movies. Uh, he has done a lot of shit as a gay man that is very bad not just for the community, but just as a human being. Like the whole Amy Winehouse thing, I don't know if you know about this, with the cake that looked like Amy Winehouse's body yes. when she passed away. Yes. And like hearing about how, what an asshole he is behind the scenes. And it's just like, but nobody talks about the terrible things that he does. But the media loves to focus on a queer woman who has done something wrong. And like, okay, there's a lot of other celebrities that we have that are not white that we could be talking about as representation as one, well. One person I will say is the media portrayal of Kehlani. Okay. Kehlani, yeah, yeah, openly, exactly. openly bisexual, very, very queer, has had several relationships with women, and yet people couldn't wrap, the, like, wrap it around their heads as to why Kehlani had a baby with a man. And could not wrap themselves around the fact that a black, you know, a POC bisexual woman, non-binary, I believe they also identify as, 
um, was willing to have a baby with, I believe, the guy was gay. Mm-hmm. They could not wrap that around their heads at all. And I'm like, again, if they're two loving people that want to bring a child out of love the good old fashioned way, so be it. Uh, newsflash, y'all, kids are not cheap and kids are definitely not cheap to have when you are part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and also look at like um, uh, somebody else that doesn't get a lot of recognition, even though they absolutely should. Janelle Monet. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. Like brilliant musician, amazing actor. And she gets no love. <laughs> it's like, no, what? she she's, she's called she's called a hoe and everything else underneath the sun, especially lately with the age of pleasure. I'm sorry, but I've been a Janelle Monet fan since 2003. Okay. Can we talk about what a fucking anthem Lipstick Lover is? Because holy shit, it's so good. That entire album is just the queer summer playlist. It is is a queer, very unapologetic vibe. But again, why is it that, you know, bringing it to the bisexual bisexuality part, why aren't we celebrating bisexual artistry? Why, Why is it that it's acceptable to an extent that women can be bisexual on their albums, but dare a man do so. I mean, if Sam Smith was to come out and say that he's bisexual one day because he's doing questionable shit to women in his music videos all the time, y'all would not ride the train. You would drop that man so fast in a heartbeat quicker than you already have as him being just solely gay. I do want a real a real quick correction because Sam Smith is very openly non-binary as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But but this is this is actually it brings up another point because Sam Smith's music is very like in your face. They've always kind of been in your face and they've uh, you know, like, hey, I'm queer, here's me. I mean, I, I really do love their music. Let's let's talk about Unholy because when Unholy was performed, I, I don't even remember what award show it was. I but think it was the AMAs. If, was if, it, so I think you're you're probably right. But both Sam Smith and Kim Petras were on stage, and while they were performing, you know, Sam had that really cartoonish hat with the devil horns yes. on it, and an entire segment of the population, who to be fair doesn't like queer people anyway, Mm-mm. got all up in arms about how satanic it is, and it's like y'all, <laughs> come on now, you're probably the like, same people that chill. celebrated Culture Club, not yeah. realizing Boy George, or. Mind the fact, look at Elton John's career. Elton John was an openly bisexual man for years, for years. And y'all didn't accept him the minute Mm -hmm. he said, sorry, y'all, I'm actually gay. You just thought, oh, it was just the costumes, the flamboyancy. He's very much into pussy. No, he was a little bit into both until he wasn't. And now he is living his life, you know, retired and fantabulous, you know, in concert. I was so glad I got to catch the last... um, the last concert but it's like it's the treatment for me when it comes down to men y'all are so quick to judge the minute when a man says he's no longer gay but he's bisexual or Mm -hmm. vice versa that they're no longer bisexual that he's gay look at even george michael oh my gosh yeah i was gonna say like george michael is another example uh lil nas x is another example but like with lil nas x there is also the entire like um uh uh, the fact that he is extremely extremely openly queer in everything he does and god damn i love him for it (laughs) hell yes i knew that boy was in a a gimmick at all like lil nas x yeah is not a gimmick you know, I Hero get it. taught us anything like that. That album is like, it's fire from start to finish. Yes. It's so good. And, and like people still looking at it and going like, oh, it was like, he was, he's just, yeah, he's doing it as a gimmick. It's like, fucking no. no, this is him. Like, did you listen to any of the lyrics about how personal it was for him to come out and how lonely he felt? It was so, so like, oh God, I love, I, God, I love Montero so much. <laughs> I love it too. Honestly, it kind of brought me back to, a love of pop that I had long, long just deserted just because it's just beyond me. But again, bringing it back to the main topic of, you know, bisexuality, like why is it that women especially just do not want to date bisexual men? It's just, it does not make sense to me. I consider myself to be very lucky because I met my partner uh, after 
uh, or I, I, I haven't been on Tinder or any other dating, dating anything for again, like seven years. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I've been out of the dating game, but seeing some of the screenshots online, and I know that they're the most extreme screenshots that you see of, you know, women's profile pictures that say, or women's bios that say, you know, will not date by men and then seeing like messages back and forth of like some terrible shit that they say to bisexual guys where they're like no ooh you've had you've had a dick in your ass how that's gross it's like fucking grow up like what what the hell is wrong with you it's like as long it's as 2023 the... yes. and yeah gay rights are being taken away all over the country but look like it's 2023 fucking grow up at this Holy point it's shit. like you should be asking yourself who hasn't had a dick in their ass i mean Right, exactly. Who hasn't <laughs> who, who hasn't sucked a dick? I mean, as like one of my amazing partners, who's a man, had said on my podcast a few years ago, um, talking about being a straight man who has been with trans women. He was like, at the end of the day, yeah, I sucked a dick, but you know what? It's just a tool. It's not. It's, it's not what makes me. That doesn't make me gay because I sucked a dick. I yeah, sucked like a tool. The, what people don't quite understand is that the sex organ isn't the person. No, you know? it's just it's 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 there. And if you if you're if you want the pleasure, you get the pleasure. If you're uh, now, maybe that's just my bisexuality coming out. But like it, it doesn't matter to me what parts my partner has. You know, I'm glad it you said that. Because like it's just and I so I, this is this actually is um, a, a thing that happened at Pride last year. Um, I'm, I have a, uh, a big bisexual flag and I'm kind of known now around the pride space where I'm the one that kind of runs around, uh, uh, pride generally in the parade, giving people by fives. So I'll run <laughs> up to someone and go by five and I give them a, 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 you know, a high five. Um, so I, I was waving my bisexual flag around and somebody came up and, uh, and they had a, they had a pansexual flag and I said, Hey, bye five. You know what I gave, I, uh, I gave them a, 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 a high five and they said, Oh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm yeah, basically bisexual too, but I, I don't really care about the parts. It's parts, not hearts, or it's, it's hearts, not parts for me. And I said, and I stopped and I said, well, hold on a second because I don't give a crap about parts either. Mm-hmm. And I blew their mind. They went, wait, really? And I said, what do you think bisexuality is? Like the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality are like, they're very similar in very, many, many ways. Very. But it's more a matter of like bisexuals are, it's like the giant umbrella and you kind of get the feeling that like, okay, gender could play a role in attraction or maybe there's gender traits that you like for me it's like there's certain things about men i like there's certain things about women i like there's certain things about non-binary people i like and so i sort of see myself as somewhere in the like somewhere bisexual basically if anything maybe omnisexual i don't know hey but um but for pansexuals it's just that gender doesn't factor into your attraction at all that's the the, the main difference as we understand it is for pansexuals, they don't care. It's just like, oh, if I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you. But functionally, that's basically similar to, to the, how I function. If it's, I like somebody, I'm not thinking like, oh, well, they're, you know, uh, maybe I'm not feeling like dick today. No, I don't think about that. I'm just like, I really like this person. And that's it. That's where it ends. It, or where I should say where it starts. And that's, <laughs> you know, what? I'm glad that you mentioned that. Because again, like even with pansexuality, I like to say like pan is like the pan that you cook with. Sometimes you cook with one singular thing. Then you might cook it up and you add other flavors and spices. That's your 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 pansexuality, if you will. Your bisexuality, it's like you get a little best of both worlds because bi means two. If you look at if you break it down in Latin, you know, and again, bisexuality doesn't have a limitation either. You like what you like at the end of the day. It shouldn't matter. And when people, you know, get offended by you know, you saying like, oh, well, it's not about the, the genders. I'm like, no, I do get offended because it's not about the genders. We shouldn't just limit it to the sexual aspect of what sexuality encompasses, if that makes sense. Yeah, so um, I actually do know where bisexuality comes from because <laughs> I Thank did you. the research on this shit. <laughs> Thank you. In the uh, 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 in the uh, 1800s, there was a guy by the name of Charles Gilbert Chaddock, 
and he was studying plants and he came up with the word bisexual to mean plants that exhibit the uh, properties of two different genders. That was where the, the the word originally came from. But by the time the 1930s rolled around and we had, um, what is it, the, the Institute of Sexual Research mm-hmm. in, uh, uh, in Germany, which I'm sure you've had a lot of conversations with people around where they talked about bisexuality, primarily transgender. Yes. Uh, uh, it was primarily like a trans institute, but they studied sexuality as well. And by then they had works that were specifically writing about people who were attracted to multiple genders. Um, and then in the 1960s, everybody kind of was like, oh, you know, sexuality is kind of fluid. And then bisexuality kind of started to become a, a big thing. And then we had, you know, Brenda Howard, obviously, uh, uh, who was very openly bisexual, polyamorous, the mother of pride, all of that. So as early as the 1930s, one of the mothers, bisexuality, one of the mothers, one of the mothers. No, 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 thank you for the correction. So. Uh, as uh, as early as the 1930s, the word bisexual meant attraction to genders other than your own. Like that was the 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 entire the entire spectrum of it. So that's where the word bisexual came from. So it might have had the root of uh, of two, but it did uh, uh, in the future. It kind of grew into the two the two types of uh, uh, of attractions: attraction to one's gender and attraction to other genders. So, yeah. Anyway, there you go. No, <laughs> A little thank you. history for you. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I was going to say, um, in rapping, I found this very interesting. And I wonder if you had heard about this. This came out in May, actually. There was an Australian study conducted that they said, can you tell specifically a man is bisexual just by their voice? And people were saying, well, yeah, we got Gaydar. This is Bidar. And I'm like... First of all, this sounds lame as fuck because <laughs> sometimes our gaydar can be way the fuck off. Like you might think a man sounds gay or a woman sounds gay and they're neither. They're neither. I, I call it my bifocals are out of focus. So. <laughs> I'm like my bi, if that's the case, my bi in gaydar has been off the charts because, honey, I like them all. I don't care. Like at this point... You know, I'm very queer and I'm more just gravitated to the beings and not so much of like what you got down there or upstairs. I don't give a fuck as long as you are just not doing harm in the community. What I do know for a fact is that, again, more sapphic loving for me. But that's not my story to tell in this episode. But what I did find was interesting. So James Morandini, and I might butcher his name. James Morandini, he's an Australian... um, psychologist and his colleagues said that it's not just the case to bisexual men they said most often um we've gotten over the homophobia that we've been raised on but we've shifted to instead to binary thinking that is you're either straight or gay in a phenomenon known as bisexual erasure as we talked about earlier um men who are attracted to both males and females are essentially invisible in a culture that labels everyone as gay and straight So furthermore, they did a research of 70 participants to determine the sexual identities of 60 men on recordings solely on their voice. Okay, of those recordings, 20 were gay, 20 were bi, 20 were straight. And while the subjects could correctly categorize the sexual orientation of the gay or or straight speakers at rates greater than chance, the same wasn't as true for the samples of the bisexual voices. So long story short... Listeners judge the bi guys as being the most masculine of all voices, which you have to admit is pretty funny because, again, when you think of bisexual men, we don't think masculinity as the portrayal as we were talking about. So the fact that they were saying that the most bisexual men that they did find in the study were the ones who were the most mask presenting, maybe, maybe, just maybe that's just a proven point of just the 70 people in Australia that took this course can carry on to a bigger pool here in America to say, no, you cannot judge a person based off of their voice. Listen Your to their experience. Can you can you tell me right now? Does my voice sound bisexual to you? Please tell me. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. This is probably the most bisexual voice you have ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> No, we cannot tell somebody's sexuality because if that's the case, y'all motherfuckers have been getting it wrong for years about me. <laughs> oh, 
good. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. This has been this has been a total blast. I'm telling you, you know, yes, I had to end it on that story because could not believe that a bisexual study was trying to be put out there to say we could tell by just by the sound of their voice. Greg. We could tell by the sound of their voice. By the sound that's of right. their voice. <laughs> With that said, Greg. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for going all over the spectrum because, again, that's what sexuality is. That's what bisexuality is, all over the spectrum. It's neither here nor there. Your journey is not someone else's journey, and that's what makes it beautiful. It makes it a beautiful bisexual salad, if you will. Toss it up in the air. With that (laughs) Oh, man. It's kind of a bi soup. It's all fluid, you know? I mean, it is a lot of fluid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my I lo- god! Honestly, I love that this has gone off the rails. It's half the fun. No, that's this is the joy of Sapphire's airplay. Very conversational, down to the nitty gritty. And Greg, thank you so much. Where can people get in touch with you? What is next? If people are interested in uh, the the course that you teach, you know, can people get in touch with you on that? Yeah, well, I mean, you can follow me on uh, on Instagram and on TikTok. If you look up Cafe3G on TikTok, that's a me. Uh, if you look up Cafe underscore 3G on Instagram, that's also a me. And then if you go to YouTube, Cafe3G is where I post pretty much all of my Alphabet Radio stuff. Um, and I do a lot of stuff. It's a lot of different types of content that primarily focuses on queerness in video games and queerness just in general. Um the course that I teach is at Ohlone College in Fremont. Uh, it's the the BRDC courses. So if you're interested in taking some beginning broadcasting courses, hey, that's I'm the guy that's going to be teaching those. I'm also going to encourage you, the listener, to check out um, uh, uh, the Bisexual Manifesto. Go and read it. There is a ton of fantastic information from 1990 about bisexuality and about um, uh, better understanding your own sexuality. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out. I'm always available. My DMs are open, unless you're creepy, in which case my DMs are closed. (laughs) (laughs) See, listen, not all bi guys are just grabbing at it, okay? It's not a (laughs) free-for-all that you think. That's not bisexuality. It's not a free-for-all. We do have our velvet ropes, okay? With that said, y'all, thank you so much, Greg and Earbuds. I'm taking a week off. Yes, your girl is going out of town. So after this week on May 23rd, there will be a brand new orgasm waiting fresh for you after I get back from a much needed vacation, which in, we, we can all be just honest. It's a fuckcation. That's what it is. But <laughs> with that said, make sure you are following me at MsRadioSapphire.com, at MsRadioSapphire on Instagram. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E at Sapphire Zero Play. And until next time, safe sex is the best hot sex. Good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.